0: My Gran A Haunting Tale for Halloween By Mr. Christopher John Joyce I know ghosts exist. Why? Well, because my Gran told me so, and Grans never, ever lie. My Gran, Florence saw flow to her friends, made a very special claim to spookiness by being the seventh daughter of the seventh daughter. This natal has occult significance because, according to old Irish folklore, the seventh daughter of the seventh daughter has the gift of the second sight. Whereas the seventh son of the seventh son doesn't fare quite so well, unfortunately. Apparently, they are doomed to become werewolves. Just think, seven brides for six brothers and a werewolf. It could be a hit. Gran's gift of extrasensory perception was put to some practical use in the reading of tea leaves. She had quite a reputation for it on her street. Not sure how accurate her predictions were, though. I sat in on a reading she did for her sister Janie. Whilst Gran was umming and ahhing over the dregs at the bottom of Janie's cup, Janie would be giving me big knowing winks and chuckling, as though we were both in on the joke. The other gift was less benign. A sixth sense. The ability to see Ghosts. One such ghostly incident took place sometime in the 1960s. One of her sons had got married and was living nearby and it was Gran's habit to pop round and help out with the housekeeping during the daytime whilst they were away at work. As usual, she put on her pinny and began to tidy up the living room. The living room door led to the kitchen and it was slightly ajar. As she was dusting, she kept seeing... Out of the corner of her eye, some shape moving across the gap made by the partially closed door. Curious as to what this could be, and suspecting that her son may be the in the house, having returned early from work, she peered around the door. She was startled to see a stranger, an elderly man with his back turned to her. She asked, Who are you? and the figure seemed to vanish. She didn't mention it to anyone immediately, but later she asked a neighbour about the history of that house. Some years earlier, an old man had tragically ended his life by gassing himself in the kitchen. His body was found lying on the kitchen floor, with his head face down in the oven. In those days, alas... It was a grim, but not uncommon, way to commit suicide. Another ghostly experience occurred, uh, I think perhaps in the late 50s, when on a family holiday to Jersey. She came down with a bad dose of pneumonia and was confined to bed in the hotel room. One afternoon, the door to the hotel room opened and from her bed she could see a lady in a wheelchair enter. She was dressed entirely in black, as though about to attend a funeral. She wore a black hat, with her veil pushed back, revealing her face. My Gran said that her face was beautiful and radiated kindness. She moved the wheelchair beside the bed, and bending forward slightly, gave Gran such a warm and reassuring smile that she immediately felt much better. Without saying a word, the lady in black wheeled her chair back out of the room the same way as she had entered. After this experience, Gran quickly recovered from her illness. She described the lady to the hotel staff, but nobody matching that description was staying in the hotel or had been seen on that day. Gran was later of the impression that if the lady's black veil had been drawn down over her face... Then her fate might have been to die in that hotel room. When Grum was a small child, she was at home, playing with cold cinders in the grate of an open fireplace. She heard a strange voice from up the chimney asking her name. She replied with her name and asked, Who are you? The voice replied, Take a look and see. Curious, She leant into the fireplace, craning her neck and peering up the chimney. She saw what she described as an evil, leering face that seemed to be wedged there, its bulging eyes staring down at her with malevolent intent. It introduced itself as the devil. I remember overhearing my parents uh, talking about this. Apparently, a few days after uh, her husband's funeral, my grandfather, uh, Gran said that he paid her a nocturnal visit from beyond the grave. Woken from sleep, she was startled to sense the presence of a figure in a grey shroud perched at the end of the bed that they had shared. She instinctively knew that this was her late husband, She saw the figure slowly turn and the shroud drop away from the head, revealing a skull, bone white in the moonlight. It reached out two bony arms and sought to embrace her. Terrified by this apparition, she screamed and it vanished. Personally, I can't blame her. That's certainly not the kind of date night you'd want with your late spouse, He didn't even bring a pizza. On a lighter note, he made a repeat appearance in a more corporeal form when Gran was convinced that he'd been reincarnated as a common housefly. She thought this because it was constantly buzzing around and not leaving her alone for many days. She said this was just like her husband, who in life was always pestering her. But she couldn't bring herself to swat it "'with a rolled-up newspaper. "'Gran has now passed away herself "'and has deigned not to make any nocturnal visits to me personally, "'thank goodness. "'I suppose it's because she'd lived to a ripe old age "'and was happy to pass on. "'It would have been her birthday on October the 4th, "'so I shall raise a glass of sherry "'to spooky old ladies everywhere in honour of my dear old gran. My Gran was written and performed by Christopher John Joyce, greatly donated to Foxy and the Lamb into the unknown.